Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I'm Kirk Lowe. We're changing up a little bit here today. Usually, it's a wonderful Matt Halloran guiding the show, but today I've asked to take over and try one on my own. And Matt is sitting back crossing his fingers, of course, uh, because I'm no radio personality, but I'm going to do my best here today. So I've got a, an amazing guest with me today. He's the um, founder and president of Reminder Media. You can check out the site at ReminderMedia.com. And our guest is Luke Acri. Did I say that right? So it's actually Acri, but you know I've been called Acri my whole life, so no, no no issues there at all. Although some people call me Acri, so it's either Acri or Acri. I never usually get Acri. No one as, usually hits Acri. As the saying goes, if that's the worst you've never been called, then you're in good shape. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, man. Yes, mine mine my name is Kirk Lowe, and nobody really ever messes that up unless they heard somebody say it. But speaking it, they're good. I do get I do get Lowey. Once in a while. That's uh, what I'm going to call you this whole po- podcast, Kurt you, Lowy. You should. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the second time at least I've mispronounced your name. Probably. I think, I mean, I've been on the show before, so I figured you guys were doing it on purpose by now, you know? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Tricky like that. So we're going to talk about um, relationship marketing today. And the title of this one is How to Get People Talking About You. And Luke and I probably met about a year, year and a half ago, and he sent me a sample of his product uh, slash service. And I know you guys have grown from that um, extensively. Um, A little bit in your product line, mostly in just how many people are taking up your product and your services and your your thinking. But tell us a little bit, in a nutshell, tell us about your business. Um, yeah. I'll tell you that when I first saw it, I was blown away. In fact, I still recite things that were in that magazine. I just let the cat out of the bag. But Yeah, uh, that, that's okay. I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, it, it made such an impression or an impact with you, built that mind share. So, I mean, I'll give you, I guess, everybody kind of the 30,000-foot view. The company's Reminder Media. We've been at this for almost 16 years now. And, you know, our whole core belief, because I think it's always appropriate to tell people kind of what you believe um, before you tell them what you actually do. You know, my belief is that in any business, but especially in the service-based sales industry, so that would be financial advisors, insurance agents, real estate agents, your business is built off of how well you can build and keep relationships. Like that is the centralized belief of Reminder Media. And so as we looked at the market years and years ago, it was, you know, how do we help small business owners, service-based sales professionals? This year, we'll work with about 40,000, and that's a mixture of real estate agents, insurance agents, financial advisors, but actually, it spreads across 140 different industries. But how do we help you with what I believe is the most critical thing in your business? How do you keep in touch with your clients and your database in a way that doesn't just keep them as clients, but creates raving fans out of them? It's them talking about you because ultimately what you're trying to do is you're trying to build a mind share with them that when they think 
of your expertise, whether it's your financial advisor, because I know that's a lot of your audience. When they think finance, they think Luke. You know, how do you get your clients to think that way and then also be a raving fan of you so they refer you out to their friends and family? Because, you know, the best and most solid way to build your business is word of mouth referral, is by repeat business, not losing the clients you currently have. Everybody tends to know this when I tell them it. There's very, very few people as I travel around the country, as I do podcasts like this, that when I tell them, hey, you need to build strong relationships with your client database, you need to create raving fans out of them so they refer you and they use you again, everybody looks at me and goes, duh, of course. But when I look at what business owners actually do, what they tend to do is they tend to spend the majority of their time, energy, and money chasing new business chasing lead generation, you might call it, which is not bad in and of itself. And they don't focus actually first and foremost on the relationships they have. And what I have found is that the top producers always have spent such a, you know, whether it's their time, their energy and money, but the majority of what they have on the relationships they currently have, which ends up leading, you know, to them getting referrals, them growing their practice or their firm. We've done this through our product, which you mentioned, Kirk, which is American Lifestyle Magazine, was our flagship product. And basically, to summarize it for everybody, it's a 48-page coffee table publication. But the unique thing is we make it look like you, the financial advisor, put the publication together. So think of like white labeling a magazine. We produce this beautiful coffee table publication that you can send to your clients as a gift. It looks like you created it, your picture's on the front, your contact information. You can customize it to the individual you send it to. So you could write a personal letter on the inside of the magazine to one of your specific clients about a certain event in their life, whether it be a marriage, an anniversary, a birthday, whatever you want it to do there. It's been extremely successful for us because when we've looked back now at our kind of track record and our history, What we've seen is that the magazine is a cost-effective way to hit your database consistently, so it goes out every two months. But on the flip side, which is the most important from a marketing standpoint, to get people talking about you, it creates impact, meaning when people pull it out of their mailbox, they kind of have the experience that you had, Kirk, where they remember it, they think it's impressive. They put it on their coffee table. It is not uncommon. I was at a Waddell and Reeve conference not too long ago in Georgia, and I had one of my clients come up to me and said, hey, you know, at first when he was going to send this magazine out, he was a little bit concerned because he has a bunch of CEO clients in his book of business. He thought they were going to, you know, make fun of him, and he ended up sending it out. He got two phone calls from CEO clients where they called him up and he thought they were going to basically bust his balls. I'm not sure if I should say that on the podcast, but they thought he thought they were going to actually make fun of him. And they actually said, dude, we love the recipes in the magazine. So he laughed, thought that was great. But even better than that, the same client goes, Luke, I had a client frame the magazine that I sent them. They framed it and they brought it into my office and said, you're on a magazine. I framed it for you. So that's what we hear all the time. It creates that impact which bringing it full circle to why we started the company was if you can create impact, it means people are going to remember you. And it definitely, if you create impact in a positive light, if you create impact in a positive light, if they remember you, and if people remember you, you know, statistically speaking, it's like 76% of the time you will use the first business that pops into your mind. So if I say airlines, who do you think of right now as you're listening to this podcast? 
76% of the time, you're going to choose the first business that pops into your mind. And so you have to be number one in the mind of your clients and the minds of the people in your community to really have a significant chance to get their business. And so we're one avenue. We've since expanded. We have another publication that focuses on health. If you think your clients would like health more, still the same idea. We have a digital magazine now. We have social media now that we're doing. So we've expanded from there. But the whole concept is we want to build the mind share or your, the mind share for you in the minds of your clients. We want to help strengthen that relationship because we know if we put you and your clients at the forefront of their mind, they'll think about you and they'll ultimately use you again or refer you out. And that's really been our journey over the last 16 years is really trying to fine tune that and become the experts on that in our industry. That was a big nutshell. I'm, I'm just calling you out on that, having some fun with you. <laughs> yeah, man, no, exactly. Yeah, hey, man, if you're going to give me a chance to talk, I, I just kind of run with it. <laughs> he, just gave, he just gave me the floor. Let me, let me tell you. Yeah, let me just give, let me just lay it down for you. No. Uh, I think the most, you know, I was thinking as you were talking about the cover, and when I talk to people, when I talk to people about when they do a white paper, I say the cover and the fact that you have a white paper on your website is probably ninety percent of the value of writing a white paper, because right away they see, oh, this this person's written a white paper, they must be smart, they're smart, dedicated, all those things dialed in, right? But what I love about the magazine is I found that when I opened it up and started when I when I experienced the quality of the writing. Uh, the topics, the people, the stories, I, I was even more blown away than I was with a cover. And that's what I thought was the, where the real experience started to happen is because I really wanted to, to I, look, I look forward to getting to the next story. And I think when we talk about being memorable, um, that, that's memorable, right? It, like enjoying what you're getting. So seeing somebody on the cover Right now, that's talk worthy, but experiencing it, that's memorable. So you got two wonderful things going on. And, you know, like you said, when you're, when somebody has to recall who they're going to talk about and you're memorable, right, then you're, you're the person they're going to talk about. No, you're spot, you're hitting the nail on the head. Exactly. It's that it's the, not only is it memorable when they pull it out, but the experience is actually good. And you're actually hitting on a key point to why it works, and I think it's a valuable point probably for everybody listening from a marketing standpoint, is it really isn't salesy. It's not a salesy piece that you're sending to your your audience or your client base. And what I mean by salesy is you're not pushing a product on them or something like that. It is really gift-oriented yeah. or really entertainment for the client. And that's really hard for myself included as a business owner to do is send something where you're not trying to sell something right away. That but that's awesome. one of the keys, right? That's one of the keys of, of building relationships is, is exactly. just giving value. And if you've ever talked to a financial advisor, which you've talked to lots of them, it's really hard for financial advisors, just like it probably is real estate agents, just like it would be doctors, just like it would be lawyers to get out of their own, like to get out of their own heads. What I mean by that is, they think that the only thing their customer will value, their clients will value from them is them saying something about what they know. But it's not true. We're trying to get advisors to talk more about lifestyle stuff on their podcast because clients will value that. You don't just have to talk about what you know. You can talk about life. 
right? And real estate, life is there. Like life is a huge part of where you move, why you're buying it, why you're selling it. So why not talk about life? A hundred percent. And what you'll find, and this is one of my pet peeves that I've been sharing lately as I talk to people is just, look, if you want to survive today, as technology changes everything and as robo-advisors become more and more prevalent and, and technology allows consumers to do their, get access to information they didn't have before, the key is going to be how well you build a relationship with somebody. And, and I really, really have found that you know, with advisors, the best ones are the advisor you see as your friend, the guy you're going to have a beer with, the guy you'll go fly fishing with, not just someone who processes a transaction for you or handles your money. Though you want them to be the authority on that subject matter, of course you do. But I've always encouraged my financial advisors and the real estate agents that I have the privilege to talk to is I say, look, there's no relationship in your life where you just focus on one thing and have a super strong relationship. It doesn't happen in your marriage. doesn't happen in your friendships. You have to encapsulate so much more than just the one thing that you're an expert on in a really good tactic to do this for financial advisors from a business standpoint is you think of the Ford method, which Ford stands for family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. So do you have in your database, in your CRM, and how you're following up with people, when you call Luke, your client today, how's he doing with his family? How's he doing at work with his occupation? How is you know his hobbies? When you think of recreation, that's his hobbies. What's going on in his life hobby-wise? Is he a big fisher? Does he love music? What is he doing? And then last but not least, his dreams. And his dreams are awesome because it's where he wants to go. And what ties in for you as a financial advisor? Well, you're helping them obtain the future they want, whether it's the future in retirement or the future in their, their money investment-wise. Like You can help them obtain some of those dreams that he's after. So when you think about your client from a holistic perspective that way, from this forward-type methodology, it really helps you build the relationship, but then it also helps you market to them because you can send them relevant things that really connect with them i.e. you call the client up you sent the magazine to that you know one of their recreations is biking. When the article in the magazine has to do with biking, you call them up and say, hey, Luke, let's check in, see how you're doing. By the way, man, there was a great article on biking that I sent you in my last magazine. want to see if you got it, if you liked it. It made me think of you because I know you love biking. Like You connect those dots, and that creates so much impact, which, again, the impact is what leads to the mind share and ultimately referrals. Right. There's a lot of advisors these days who are really trying to find more purpose in how they, how they offer their services and life, lifestyle planning and how to people, you know, helping people pursue purpose with their wealth is, is a huge part. I mean, most of the advisors that we work with are of, of that mindset. Some of them go to different lengths to, um, to you know, ingrain that or to put it in their practices. But the truth is, is that when you're when you're introducing lifestyle and dreams and goals and get, you're in a way you're introducing things that either that they've already identified that they're interested in or stuff that they've never thought of that they might be and that's what helping people plan for retirement is all about it's not just retirement though it's just planning to have a better life how do i how do i position my wealth i can't tell you how many times i've heard a financial advisor say that the client that they're working with has enough money to do things that they want to do and they don't think they do. So they, therefore they put it off and they put it mm. off and they put it off. That's a crazy, I, I mean, there's probably a lot of people saying, yeah, geez, I wish that was me. But the fact that it's happening, maybe, maybe you don't have to wish that was you because if you're living and you're not 
you know, and you're, that, that's the most important thing, right? But the people who have all this wealth and don't know how to live. So if you can help them move forward on that and introduce ideas and thoughts to them or, or reinforce the fact that they're living life, that, those are wonderful things as a financial advisor. A hundred percent agree. And, and I have found, like I went to the LPL conference and one of the big things that I was hearing constantly was this idea of health and wealth. So the idea of helping people from their financial health, but also their physical health and tying that whole aspect together um, has been really powerful from a marketing standpoint, a really connection standpoint for financial advisors with their clients, kind of that holistic type approach. Now, you're not a doctor, and I'm not advocating that you become a doctor and from the standpoint of the health, but when you think about it as the whole, you're thinking about it as the person, and you're killing two birds with one stone, is you're killing the, the first bird, which is how do I solidify the client that I have now? So especially for all the advisors who have you know, a family as a client, meaning you have a husband and a wife, how to make sure you solidify the relationship with both the husband and the wife. So if the husband passes away, the wife doesn't move the money, which statistically happens way more than you would think it would. How do you solidify that? Well, this focusing on the greater picture will help you do that. And then second, what gets you a referral? What gets you a referral so often is when you go and do the unexpected or you have a, a, a deeper connection with somebody than just doing the money. It gets you a referral when you actually have a relationship with that person because they feel so much more comfortable, I guess is the word I'm looking for, to refer their friend to you. Giving a referral to somebody that's a good referral, it, it takes a lot of trust to do that because you're fearful that the person's going to mess it up. So nine times out of 10, a lot of times people give so-so referrals or not the greatest referrals. And you have to build such trust to get the referrals. When you focus on the holistic aspect from a marketing standpoint, you're just solidifying your relationship with them. And it's so powerful. They, they trust you as a friend, not just a financial advisor. I got a great story um, that came up actually within the last couple of days. And that's kind of, I think it's a perfect story because you're talking about people trying to create to be memorable and create moments or experiences in your relationship with them so that you become more referable because you're different. So Recently, I came across this video from an advisor, and I don't know, um, I don't remember what intrigued me to click play. I think I just, I think he talked about hugs in the, in the, in the highlight or the social text. Anyway, so I clicked this video. The so financial advisor video. talked about hugs? Yeah. So this advisor is talking on his homepage. Well, it was in, so it was in social media, but I assume it was on his homepage. That was a, a, an assumption, but Anyway, he's talking about his firm has such an intimate relationship with clients that it's not uncommon to get a hug from his team. And when you, it was really interesting because my first, my visceral reaction was hugging, talking about hugging in your business seems creepy. He did not say, he was not a creepy <laughs> and there was nothing weird. He seemed like a very nice, genuine person. A beautiful office, well-dressed. He looked, you know, like a nice man. Uh, he did a great job in the video. The video crew did a wonderful job. It was really top-notch. But he talked about hugging, and then he went on about hugging and talked about how it happens organically, of course. I think he was joking, but he didn't break out in laughter, so I wasn't 100% sure. But I thought my first reaction was, this is kind of odd. And I thought, who am I to judge? I've never tried a hug. My, my company hugs video. Maybe this will go viral. Maybe, um, maybe his clients get 
what that means because I've had moments with him and they'll do. But he was he's trying to look for a way to say this is these are experiences. And I understand where he's coming from. He's saying, look, how do I differentiate myself? The truth is I care so much about my clients. I love them dearly. I'm involved. I'm invested in their lives and caring about their children, their lives, their retirement, all those things that I find I get to a place that's, that's comfortable for me to give a hug to somebody who I consider a friend and somebody I care deeply about. And that's not a bad place. Maybe he could have had a little help articulating that. But the truth is, is he's working hard to try to find something to bring that experience that he has with his clients to the forefront. And in a way, you're, you've got a different way of doing it, probably a more socially acceptable. I don't really know. (laughs) Well, what I love about that, man, yeah, like well, here's what I love about that because I think it's super creative and super unique, and that's one of the keys when it comes to your marketing or something like that is how do you intrigue so much curiosity? And you, everybody's heard of like clickbait marketing, right? There's a reason why we click on the clickbait titles and stuff like that. A lot of times, though, those clickbait titles tend to be too controversial, and you can't really use them in marketing from the standpoint of if you're a financial advisor trying to advertise or something like that, what I love about this hugging thing is it's super intriguing. What the heck a financial advisor that's hugging somebody. Some people go down the road of that seems a little bit inappropriate. Others will go down the road of this is just crazy, but it will get you intrigued and it will get you to click on it. Then he can make the, obviously the association between clients that work with me basically feel like family to the point of where we end up basically hugging because that's how much, you know, we, have the, or that's the great relationship that we have. So he's able to make that association. That's why I love it. Now, I don't know in terms of obviously his service and everything else he's doing, but I think he's spot on in trying to go to the humanistic side or trying to humanize himself. Like one of the things we do on the magazine is we teach advisors, especially around like the holidays. So our next issue that's going out is like our holiday issue. So you can get it to go out around Thanksgiving or you can get it to go out around Christmas. We encourage them to put a picture of them and their family or them and their pets if they don't have kids or they don't have a family, them and their pets, something that will humanize them on the cover of the magazine to their client base just so their clients don't just see them as somebody that's in a suit that just deals with finances, that's maybe uptight and analytical, but someone that's actually a human too, that has a life that, because you want to build camaraderie, Tony Robbins talks about all the time, you got to get into a state of rapport with people. Everything you want out there in in this world, someone else has. And how do you get them to give it to you? You got to get into a state of rapport with that person to where they want to actually give back to you. Rapport is a harmonious relationship where people are giving and taking from each other. And so if you can humanize yourself in and have a way to connect, you're now not just the financial advisor, you're the financial advisor that has two kids. I didn't realize you had two kids. And I looked at somebody who has kids a lot differently. If I have kids myself, there's a sense of camaraderie there. So it allows you to connect with your clients. So I can see how valuable like the hugging video would be. It'd be interesting to do a case study on that to see how many people thought it was absolutely crazy and how many people actually followed through on it. But I get, you know, honestly what he's trying to do. And I think he did a great job getting the intrigue. So I want to go through um, some key points that your magazine helps with, which is really things that um, you know our audience needs to understand and be because you want to be trying to solve these things. So the first one is that it helps build relationships with families of clients. So it's not just about the client, but it's about uh, you know getting deeper, and that's a building a better relationship, right? 
So that's the first yep. one. The second one is it helps you stand out from the competition. Who's giving a lifestyle magazine with your picture, like integrated into your practice? N- nobody, right? Unless they're doing it with you. Um, uh, I've not seen any other ones anyway. And that's not true. Actually, I did meet somebody else that was doing magazines and it wasn't. Oh man, is someone ripping me off tonight? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even close. Um, I remember the guy. He was a really nice guy, but the magazine was not even close to what you were sharing. Um, the next one is, um, you know, from a compliance standpoint, um, keep this really simple. Don't talk about financial planning. You're in good shape, right? Yep. And the next one, and maybe one of the most important ones, and this is uh, all these points are actually on your website, which is where I got them from before our call, is um, retention. So advisors spend so much money, as you said, so much time and money, energy, trying to get the next client. Uh, spend more time on the people you have. Client communication is huge. We talk about that more and more now with our podcast because advisors get a ton of value out of just staying in touch with them. And I know that for us, the people that are already working with us, they're avid listeners of our podcast because they want to keep learning what we're doing and um, and hear about all the other marketing vendors and professionals out there. And you know, being generous and sharing is a huge part of that. But retention and sharing what you know and what other people in your network know, which is essentially what the magazine is, those are huge uh, parts of growing a business, uh, a, a viable business. Yeah, and we've seen, like, um, we have a new study going on right now, but we hire a GFK. Uh, it's a research firm, basically, that surveys the magazine and does all the kind of auditing and everything like that to try to look at the ROI. And what we see is over the course of sending this for a year, we see an average of a 38% referral rate. So that would mean, let's just use example, 50 people you're sending it to over the course of a year you should be seeing about a 38% referral rate out of that 50 people. Now, we train you and teach you how to go and get those referrals. Not all those referrals are going to close, right? If you get, let's say, 18, 19 referrals, you know, not all those are going to close, but can you get three new accounts from that, four new accounts from that over the course of the year? Of course you can. And so that's kind of where we take our, you know, to the next level of going, hey, it's about this client retention. It's about getting the referrals out of your clients to grow your book of business. And so we hire that firm, GFK, to kind of audit. We have a new one going on right now to get the latest stats. Um, but that's currently what we know is about a 38% referral rate. You know, we've talked a little bit here today about relationship building, um, including retaining and then getting referrals, like being, you know, um, getting people talking about you, which is one of the best ways to get referrals, obviously. But I, I'm interested in... Um, counteracting or or talking about the other side of the coin, which is lead generation, yes. because so many advisors are focused on, you know, getting that new customer. Like I don't know them. There's so many people out there. How do I get them? And an interesting. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about your opinion, like how you might define leads and stuff like that. Before I want to give you a stat from a study that was it's pretty old now, but it was 2008, but it was a really wonderful. Uh, study and it was by a company called Quantivus, who are now defunct. Um, but the study s- said that for advisors who have uh, less than just under a million in, in GDC, so gross dealer concessions or revenue, gross revenue, seventy-five percent of their new business came from referrals. That's a mm. huge number. And for advisors with over a million in production and revenue, ninety percent of there. So they were even better at getting referrals. And it strikes me that 
for advisors who are thinking, hey, I don't get enough referrals, so I got to find another way to get business. You need to figure out how to get more referrals too. Yeah. You know, that is lead gen. In fact, that's way better than lead gen for a whole bunch of reasons. So give us some thoughts on how you might define lead gen and, and the difference. Yeah, absolutely. So the way I kind of always have looked at it from a coaching standpoint is I look at it kind of like a target where you have the bullseye in the center. Maybe you imagine like throwing darts and on the outer rim of the target, you know, you basically have your general public people that you don't know, you don't have a relationship with. And I call them like basically anonymous, like you don't know them. They don't know you. And there's probably people in that general public, of course, that you want as clients that are your ideal clients. And so the question is, how do you walk them through a funnel, you might call it, or through the stages of progression to where they go from the outer rim of the bullseye to the inner rim, which is ultimately, I say, is your advocates. And your advocates is really where the core of your business is going to be built from, which is people that become your raving fans that refer you, use you, all that good stuff. And so from the general public, the key is at that point is you might call the general public your leads, for lack of a better word, that you're trying to get your brand out to, that you're trying to get your message out in front of, and you're trying to take out of that general public your targeted audience. So from a marketing standpoint, you have the whole, let's just use King of Prussia where I'm based. I could market to all of King of Prussia. I probably don't want to do that because ultimately I'm going to spend a ton of money and I don't really need to catch every fish in King of Prussia. I'm really looking to catch certain types of fish in King of Prussia. So I might be looking to catch fish who are worth a million dollars or more or whatever your target audience is of who you work with. I got to go find out where those people are. Where are those fish? Are they in a creek? Are they in a pond? Are they in an ocean? Where do I need to go fish? At that point, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to market. So for us, right, if you do that with us, we have a list builder tool that will allow you in King of Prussia to select people by demographics, select people by income level, select people by location, of course. And and so there's demographic features you can use. There's geographic features in our list builder to send a direct mail piece to. You can do this on Facebook. If you're running Facebook ads, you can use Facebook's stuff to really target people and you can run branding ads to them to try to top a funnel, get people to raise their hand, to go from basically a general public type, hey, I'm trying to hit this target audience at the general public to get them to raise their hand so I can lead them down this nurture nurture funnel. And the next phase for me is an acquaintance stage where I'm not sure that I'm going to get their business, but I got to introduce myself and I got to get them from not knowing anything about me to being an acquaintance. And then from there, I take them to the, what I call is the friendship stage, where I want to actually get them to know me and like me. And so if, if I kind of build it on the backbone of relationships, it's about getting known, like, and trusted. So I got to get the general public and my target audience to know me. I got to get them to like me. And I got to get them to know, like, and now finally trust me, which is taking them from the friendship stage into really the relationship stage where they have a relationship with me, where they're doing business with me. And then ultimately from the relationship stage, I want to get them to the center of the bullseye. And I wish I could show you guys this. I know we're on an audio podcast, but if you think of it in terms of like the target, you got the general public to an acquaintance, from the acquaintance to the friendship, from the friendship to a relationship, from a relationship to an advocate. And you're taking them all the way down. And at the very center is obviously maybe only 20, 30, you know, people in your client base that are going to be your raving fans. And that's how I kind of funnel down from a marketing perspective. And each of those 
rims in the bullseye or in the target has a different marketing tactic or methodology to it where you're at the general public you're doing more branding at the acquaintance stage you're doing still branding but you're starting to funnel in your subject matter to to solidify you as the marketing or as the expert in your area at the friendship stage you're now doing not only the subject matter but you're also doing more the ford methodology at the relationship stage you're doing product-based stuff at the advocate stage you're taking them out for a beer you're you're taking them um, fishing those type of ideas. So I know that's a huge, and I'll kind of shut up there, Kirk, for you. But that's a huge. But that's kind of how I think about yeah, leads and the funnel. I was, was kind of teeing up the idea that um, that advisors that more than I think ought to, and I, I want your feedback and thoughts on this more than I think ought to focus more on leads than they do referrals because they feel like. Leads is what they need, but referrals are really the same thing. It's just a different engine to get there. And, it, and it's a closer, like what you just talked about, you shared the difference between a referral and a lead is typically the lead is a long, is a lot of work in between, right? That lead you fun- have to take them down the whole funnel. You have to go yeah. from the general public all the way down to that advocate stage. Yes. Which so if, you're gonna, if you're thinking about leads, you have to be ready to invest in the whole lead funnel process. You got to have it all thought out from the list to the, to all the drip, the nurture sequence, the points, everything in between, right? With, with the referral side, it's just being referable, getting people to talk about you. You can still have processes to do that, but the best people, there's plenty of advisors who are, um, you know, they can talk about, they're talking, people are talking about you referable and it's just happened organically. You can add, you know, um, I guess process or protocols on, you know, in place when you're in your meetings saying, hey, you know, do you know anybody? Find an eloquent way to do that. But for the most part, it's a much different uh, approach to doing it. And I'm curious, how many, how many of the most successful advisors that you know focus more on leads versus referrals? Or can you do that? I, sh- I you know I don't know like numbers wise because you know we haven't done necessarily studies from a statistic standpoint. Here's what I'll tell you from my experience, right? From my talking to and and I will extend it past financial advisors. Let's talk multiple industries because we have thousands of real estate agents that use us. We have tons of insurance agents and tons of financial advisors. Those are our three top industries. Every top producer I talk to, when you ask them where does the majority of their business come from. It always comes from their, what you call maybe your SOI, your sphere of influence, or your, basically, it's another way to say referrals. It's from your relationships. It always, 100% of the time, comes from the relationships. That's what they tell me over and over and over again. And if you go and look at the coaches in every industry, what you'll find is a consistent, I mean, you're hearing it on this podcast too, but you'll find coaches consistently come back to the best and most effective way to grow your business is through referral, which means what they're really saying, if you want to extend that out, is through relations, through your sphere of influence, through the people you have a relationship with now that know you, like you, and trust you. That is the most effective way because, like you just pointed out, it's so much cheaper in the long run, takes less time usually. The clients that you get through referral are usually easier to work with because they're coming from clients that you like and birds of a feather flock together. So in all avenues, it's way more cost-effective for you and easier for you to go after referral. 
but our problem is referrals take a different type of mindset because it's a a relationship mindset, not an instant gratification or not a direct response, I should say, is a better way to say it, mindset. A big part of that, Luke, I believe, is that advisors think that referrals is is, is, is a passive process. And, and if it's active, it, they think the only active process is asking for a referral. But those are two, those aren't the right way to think of it. The That's right a great point. How do you get people talking about you? Get a magazine, uh, start a podcast, like, you know, do events, um, talk about other things, really about lifestyle, like be memorable, be in front of people all the time. And that's one of the things that advisors struggle mightily with is finding the time and having the patience and maybe even being good at um, figuring out how to share all the time. And what, what each of us does helps solve that. I think our products, to be quite honest, are an incredible uh, incredibly synergistic. I haven't mentioned that, but that is one of the you know one of the reasons that I love chatting with you when we get a chance to do it. I really wish. I think we have to do this again. I really, um, when you and I are just um, shooting the breeze, a uh, better way to say that than my first. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we have we share a lot of what's going on in the industry, uh, a lot of what um, advisors are facing, and we talked about a lot of that today. So I'm hoping we can do this again um, and have like a um, I'll come up with these conversational questions. But uh, we today we went through some really neat stuff about um, how the how to get people talking about you um, and understanding that it's not just financial planning. Um, and that that is being different and doing something different and being outside of the box is more memorable with your clients, right? Do you have any um, last, any last thoughts? Um, maybe you can talk a little bit about people can learn more about what you're doing. I know that you do have an offer on your site. Maybe you want to share that with our listeners. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, obviously would love to have the opportunity to talk to each and every one of you or have the chance even to work with you and let you experience kind of what we're doing for advisors. So we have thousands of advisors that are using us now. And you guys can go to ReminderMedia.com and you can learn about what we're doing. We are running a promotion right now where you can get, you know, basically a couple hundred dollars off um, for trying this for the holiday mailer. So it's a perfect time to try it because you're killing two birds with one stone. You get to try this and experience kind of all we have to offer, but also you get to take care of having something to send your clients at the holiday season. That's super unique. It's different. You're not going to end up on the mantle with all the other holiday cards that they're getting. This is something that they'll actually bring into their home. So many testimonials we get are of advisors sending it to their clients. Their clients end up making some of the recipes in the magazine for their holiday get-togethers. So it's a way for you guys to kind of experience it there. And I would love to give you guys even a tangible, even if you don't go to ReminderMedia.com, you don't want to use you know our products or something like that. I'm super passionate about giving actionable tips that will help you in your business. A free actionable tip that I will give you today is pull out your phone this afternoon or whenever you're caught listening to this web or this podcast and literally go through your contacts. Pick, you don't have to pick everybody in your contacts. Pick some people in your contacts and literally shoot them a quick message, preferably your clients, and just say, hey, think, thinking about you today, hope you're doing well. And trust me, watch how you'll start conversations with these clients and it will make them feel good. It's a free, besides your time, super easy thing to do. 
that so few people take advantage of. And if you just structure your day, sending 10 text messages to your clients a day, just checking in with them, seeing how they're doing, you'll watch, see how powerful that is that gets the conversation going. And you'll learn so much about your clients and you'll have an opportunity to ask for referrals as well in those conversations that will come naturally. So this is a free thing that I wanted to suggest to everybody to take advantage of. Sounds great. Thanks um, so much for uh, spending the time with us and giving us all the wonderful uh, info on building relationships, uh, getting people talking about you, setting yourself apart, staying top of mind, uh, retaining clients, all those things. We're all a huge part of um, having a great marketing strategy for your practice, no matter what industry you're in. So today we um, uh, finished up talking um, with Luke Acri. Acri? Oh my goodness. Uh, from Reminder Media. And I'm Kirk Lowe. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Um, go to our website. We've all kinds of down, uh, downloadable white papers and interesting things in our resource library. And make sure you tell people about this podcast if you're learning anything at all. Um, we'll be Matt back on the next episode with our, our good friend, Matt Halloran. And thanks for your time today. And as Mike, as Matt says, see you on the other side of the mic. Have a great day. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.